Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Have you ever had a moment where you're actually so excited that the excitement stresses you out a little bit or you start to feel anxiety from how excited you are and how much you want to get done? So that is a little bit how today has been. And honestly, just the last few weeks, there's so many things I feel like I'm working through emotionally and the progress I'm making on a personal level is so exciting to me. But I think because I'm doing that work, that deeper emotional work, there's so many external projects related to more the business aspect that I'm finally doing that I'm finally just like chipping away at and that is making me so 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 excited but there's like a level of anxiety that comes with that and it's interesting because I actually just learned about this type of stress called U stress EU stress that's how it's spelled I'm learning about this in my somatic stress release program and basically what it is is it's actually a positive type of stress on the brain or the body. For example, exercise is a type of eustress. Exercise can become distressful if we're pushing ourselves too hard, but in general, exercise is a type of eustress in the sense that the stress it's putting on the body is actually beneficial. Sometimes, however, what the practitioner was talking about in this training is For those of us whose nervous systems are a little bit dysregulated or our window of tolerance is a bit smaller, eustress can often be perceived as stress or anxiety. And I don't think this is exclusively showing up in individuals who have a sensitive nervous system. I think it might also just be, we've never had that framework or that definition of there's different types of stress. And so you might be getting really excited about something and your heart starts beating a little bit faster and you get a little restless. And we might just automatically throw that in the category of distress or the bad kind of stress and and not know how to respond to ourselves appropriately. So anyways, that's what I have been experiencing a lot lately. Today in particular, where I'm actually so excited that I'm having a hard time getting myself to sit down and do the things I'm so excited to do because that excitement that you stress is creating this restlessness, this sort of monkey mind a little bit. So I need to sort of rein the you stress in a little bit so that I can really show up and respond to it in a way that actually ends up being helpful and productive. So with that said, I hope you guys were able to listen and I hope you loved the episode that went up on Tuesday, which was the Parasite interview with Christy and Dawn. Honestly, that may have been one of my favorite interviews to date, just because I do tend to geek out a little bit on parasites. But even just looking at the statistics, it's one of the my best performing episodes overall. So if you haven't listened to it yet, 
I highly recommend you check it out. I'll link it in the show notes in case you didn't get to catch it. And if you did listen to it and you loved it, please consider sharing it with a friend who you feel will also really benefit from that information. Getting into today's Evox episode, for those who tuned in also last week, I started a new series on some of my perceived barriers to growth, whether it's growth personally, growth financially, growth in business and career. And last week I started out with the subtopic of overwhelm, picking that apart. What are my patterns with overwhelm? How is my subconscious using overwhelm to protect me? What is it protecting me from? And that's those are the similar questions I'm going to be asking with today's subtopic, which is the topic of lethargy. Now, I actually did record a podcast on on this topic of lethargy and how I feel like I manifest lethargy on a regular basis. This is one of those things that shows up for me so often. Thankfully, once I became really aware of the pattern, it hasn't been happening as much or when it does happen, I'm able to respond differently, but it definitely is still there. And so I knew this was something I wanted to take through an Evox. But I'll link that episode as well down below for any who are interested in that. It's not an Evox episode. It's just a solo episode of me kind of sharing how this lethargy is manifesting. So with that said, what were some of the really key things, the epiphanies, the releases that I felt I had during this Evox session on lethargy? So one of the big things that stands out to me is as I was in this Evox session, I'm trying to figure out why is this lethargy here? Oftentimes I'll put myself, I'll tr- imagine myself back in a moment when I was experiencing lethargy and I'll try and really tune in with what are the feelings coming up here that maybe I don't always notice when I'm actually in the moment. And the phrase that kept coming to my mind was, I just want to do what I want to do. And in that moment, I realized that I think lethargy for me can actually be a way that I regain control and autonomy in my life. What I realized is a really clear pattern in when lethargy is showing up. And that pattern is it tends to show up when I have been neglecting myself or spending excessive amounts of time on work or a specific project and then my other needs like exercise and good nutrition fall to the wayside. And I actually noticed two distinct times when this lethargy shows up. So one is either when I've been trying to fit myself into a certain mold when it comes to work of here's what a good business owner does. Here's what you have to do to be successful in your business, to get your message to the people who need to hear it. And I realized that I have really been struggling with this idea of what are the social norms around what a business owner should and shouldn't do versus what feels right for me. And oftentimes when I, I've seen the pattern that when I have spent days or even weeks trying to fit myself into someone else's mold for how a business should be run or what I should be filling my day with, the lethargy almost always follows those periods of time. 
But I also noticed here that I do have a tendency to get really hyper-focused on projects. And so I might get this new project that I'm working on and basically put everything on hold for a week or a couple days and focus solely on that project. And even though in the moment I'm enjoying it so much and I love it, I think that there's a part of me that's like, hey, we need a little bit of balance here because it's after these moments that I've observed the lethargy coming up as well. So I feel like in sitting with it and through the Evox session, what was coming out of that so much more is when I'm not feeling like I'm seeing myself, I'm hearing myself, I'm really allowing myself to do the things I love every single day, even if it's just in small doses, the lethargy comes in as a way of my subconscious going, hey, we need to put the brakes on this soul focus or on this forcing yourself into a mold that you don't actually fit in and you need to start listening to yourself. Because that is really, again, when I tuned into how does it feel when I'm in this state of lethargy, the feeling or the words that echo through my mind are, I just want to do what I want to do. And unfortunately, in those moments, very often it looks like completely checking out from the world or spending the whole day on the couch or or just in the home, not really doing anything that really serves me in any way. So it takes that relaxation to a whole new extreme that isn't helpful, I think, for me in particular. Interestingly, some of the emotions specifically coming up on my voice maps in this Evox were unacknowledged and unworthy. And so in one of the outputs, one of the biofeedback rounds of the Evox, I just took the moment, took the time to really acknowledge what I've done in my life, in launching my business this last year. So giving myself that acknowledgement of how far I've come, how much I've grown, and all the things I'm doing that make me so, so excited and fulfilled. And then having this conversation with myself where I was telling myself, there is no right or wrong way to run your business. And seeing that when I get so exhausted from either trying to fit into a certain mold or model for running a business, or when I'm just getting hyper-focused on a topic, even if it's one I'm excited about, that is when the lethargy tends to jump in, either after a few days or a few weeks in those zones. And I say this all the time, the subconscious is only ever trying to protect us. And in this case, I think my subconscious is saying, hey, this isn't in alignment. Running your business this way, structuring your day in this way, dedicating your time to these certain things is not actually in alignment for you. And the lethargy is my mind's way, my subconscious's way of saying, no, this isn't what I want. Now I need to put the brakes on so I can actually get what I want. The imagery that was coming to me during the session was almost as if this model of business that I often find myself trying to fit into, it feels as if it's a hamster wheel. And the way that I work with that hamster wheel is 
I'll jump in and go full speed on the hamster wheel until I'm completely burnt out. And then I'll collapse on the floor and completely check out for as long as I need to, to recharge and get myself energetic enough to get back on that hamster wheel and sprint, sprint, sprint as fast as I need to until I'm burnt out again. So that is really the analogy that was coming to me of how this feels of, first of all, business doesn't necessarily need to be that way. And it feels like a hamster wheel. It feels like such a burden sometimes because in certain ways, I'm still trying to fit into a mold that wasn't made for me, that doesn't align with me and my energy, my energetic flow, the way I work, what's important to me, etc. It actually surprised me a little bit that this was the topic that came up because I, before this episode, I would have said this idea of one prescriptive model for a business is something that I had absolutely been aware of. And ever since launching my business in June of last year, I'm almost at a year, I'm so excited. But in really launching my business, I have been aware from that very moment that there are going to be so many outside forces, outside voices telling me how I should be running it, how I should be setting it up, what I need to be doing on a daily basis. So I've definitely been aware of it, but it's still, when you're hearing certain messages over and over and over, it still can be so easy to believe those voices or to get sucked into that model without even realizing it. And this is such a perfect example of just because we know something consciously does not mean we're going to be able to stick to it or implement it. And when that's the case, we need to look at what is going on in the subconscious. There's clearly a misalignment between the beliefs in the subconscious and the beliefs in the conscious. So breaking this down into this framework that I'm starting to work within, which is identifying what events or influences may have contributed to these subconscious beliefs. What are the subconscious beliefs? Are there any repressed emotions that need to be released? If so, what? How have those subconscious beliefs manifested into daily habits or patterns of behavior or even emotional patterns? And what is the new story and the new patterns that I want to begin to implement and show my subconscious are possible? And so It's interesting because I was trying to think back to where did some of this programming, where did some of these beliefs come from? And truthfully, I think most of this has come from social media influence, not necessarily my childhood so much. Now, there may be something that I haven't targeted yet, but as I was tuning into what what do I think are the biggest influences to these beliefs, the social media was such a big one for me. And this is important because it shows that while so many of our subconscious beliefs come from those early childhood years, subconscious beliefs can absolutely, new subconscious beliefs and limiting ones at that, can be created at any time in our life. Particularly if it's a message we're getting again and again and again, or it's a really traumatic experience. And in this case, with the case of social media, 
I think it's just messages that I have been getting again and again and again over the last few years about how to run a business, what a business looks like. A lot of the messaging that was coming to my mind is this hustle mentality or burnout mentality of you need to just run yourself into the ground to be successful. You need to be optimizing and taking advantage of every possible avenue to be successful, to get your message to the people who need to hear it. You need to be pumping out content (laughs) at a regular, frequent basis. So there's so much there that doesn't align with me. And that's not to say that it doesn't require hard work and doing hard things, but protecting my emotional and my physical health has become something so important to me. It's a top priority for me. And I also know that If I'm emotionally depleted, if I'm physically unwell, I'm not going to be able to show up for my clients in the way that I really, really want to. And so from the beginning of launching my practice, I committed to only seeing three clients a day. And I've shared this with people before and the look on their face was almost horrified or just complete disbelief at how could you possibly only see three people a day? And I spent a lot of time thinking about this. What is the number of sessions, of consults, of interactions I can have in a day and still show up 100% for each of those? And for me, that answer right now at this time in my life is three clients. Maybe in a couple years, I'll be my, maybe my window of tolerance will have expanded and I'll be able to tolerate more. But until then, I'm giving myself full full permission to only see three clients a day. And uh, particularly in the service world, I think this is such an outlier way of approaching this. Almost every doctor I know is seeing, gosh, anywhere from eight to 23 patients a day, if not more. And if (laughs) to each their own, if they feel like that's really what's working for them, wonderful, more power to you. That is not the model that works for me. And so in that way, like I said before, there's certain things that I feel I've done really well at recognizing what is in alignment for me in this area and really staying true to that. And I think there's other things that not so much. So I've stuck with three clients a day, but on the other hand, I've had days where From the moment my eyes opened until the moment my eyes closed, I was thinking, worrying, doing something related to work. And in fact, when I first launched, that was probably the first four months of my business is from the moment my eyes opened till the moment I went to bed, I was thinking about work. And I actually did start to become physically ill from that. My menstrual cycles were becoming incredibly painful, which is a sign of estrogen dominance and cortisol and all the hormone imbalances, which can come from stress. And what I'll say here is once I realized my body was giving me such clear signs, like this is too much, you need to make a change. Within a month of prioritizing (laughs) my emotional and physical health again, all those menstrual symptoms went away. So I do find myself sometimes still getting on board this hustle culture boat that just doesn't necessarily resonate with me. But I think what I, the point I was making with all of this is 
I think I thought I had a better handle on it than I actually did. And also something that became really clear to me in this session was even when I am living in alignment with myself, I recognized that I feel a lot of guilt and even fear in those moments. When I am having the best day ever, I saw my three clients, I got up an Instagram post, I recorded a podcast, maybe I did a guest interview, then I went to the beach for a walk and I had an amazing dinner. I find myself so often feeling really guilty about that, about actually having a life I love and feeds my soul, feeds the soul of my clients and is sustainable. And that brings me to what were the subconscious beliefs around that were surfacing in this session? And so some of these beliefs that were coming up were there's only one right way to do things and I have to be all in or all out. Also, just being all in means sprinting until I'm exhausted and then completely checking out. Limiting beliefs around my message won't reach those who need it if I don't use the prescribed models. And also, I must be lazy or inadequate if the prescribed models aren't working for me. And people will think I'm lazy or inadequate if they see that I'm not running my business the way they think I should. Those last few beliefs took me by surprise when they came up because as I tuned in more and more to those feelings, I realized, yeah, even on my my favorite days, actually more so on the best days ever, I have that guilt, maybe even shame coming up of, wait a second, am I being too lazy? Should I be doing more? Is it selfish of me to have created a life I love so much? And as the listener, you might be going, that's crazy. How could you be thinking that? Or you might be going, oh my gosh, I resonate with that so much. But what it made me see so clearly is that even when I am living in such alignment, it's clouded by these emotions of fear and shame and guilt. And I don't want that anymore. I want to be able to, when I'm living in such alignment, just soak it in 100% and be filled with that joy, that gratitude, that conviction that this is right for me. I don't need to be doing any more. I'm enough. I'm not lazy. All those things. And so these subconscious beliefs were manifesting in my life as patterns of, I'll say emotional patterns of this lethargy coming in whenever I'm doing certain tasks for too long. It also showed up as really begrudgingly doing certain business tasks, even if they're ones that I like or I know are true things I need to be doing, just kind of being like, ugh, I don't want to do it. Also showing up as me not fully creating my day in a way that serves me and my energy and my creative flow best. I've been kind of half in, half out, half in believing the old models and trying to fit into those old models while also half trying to live in alignment with myself. 
But that has prevented me, of course, from being able to live in full alignment with myself and business being half in and half out of each of these and carrying that shame and that fear, feeling those emotions when when I am 100% in alignment, feeling that shame or fear or guilt. And then also when the lethargy hits, very often it's a complete checkout from the world. And in the past, this lethargy could be something that lasted honestly weeks, sometimes months. If I think back to a few years ago, now thankfully with the awareness I have around it, the lethargy ends up being something that lasts like a day or two. But it's still something that I would like to be able to clear from the majority of my life. And then when it does show up, hopefully on the rare occasion, it's I'm able to recognize why it's showing up. I now know the root causes of this. I'm not living in alignment. This lethargy is protecting me from that. But the key to helping the lethargy not show up as often is to really look at how do I need to change the structure of my day, what I'm spending time on in order to stay in alignment with myself so that this lethargy doesn't need to show up. Basically, my subconscious has used this lethargy as a way to protect me from living out of alignment. So if I can start to support myself in living in alignment when it comes to business on a more regular basis, the lethargy won't need to show up because the thing that it's protecting me from, that danger is no longer there. What I do want to say really quickly here is I do see through my naturopathic studies, there absolutely can be very physiological causes for lethargy as well. I want to be clear that I am speaking to myself and my experience and most of the time lethargy shows up for me. It's an emotional root cause versus a physiological root cause. However, if I say have a weekend where I eat a bunch of food I wouldn't normally eat, a bunch of processed food, maybe have a couple drinks of alcohol, the next day I will feel super inflamed and groggy and lethargic. But being a little bit more in tune with it, I now feel like I'm really able to distinguish between, okay, is this physiological lethargy or is this emotional lethargy? But other causes of lethargy can be gut imbalance issues, nervous system dysregulation. So there's definitely a component there as well. And I just feel like I had to, I'd be remiss if I didn't put that in there. So the key feelings that were coming up that I started to release were the fear, overwhelm, shame, apathy, the lethargy, of course, and these feelings of inadequacy. And so what's the new story? The new story I want to start to embody and model to my subconscious is there is no right way to run a business. I'm free to pave my own path and run my business in a way that is fulfilling and sustainable for me. I'm going to start to believe that I can release this shame and fear of trying to fit into the mold. I'm worthy and enough no matter how I run my business. While some may judge me for how I choose to run my business, I might also be able to be a light for others who are wanting to pave their own paths as well. 
And my message will reach even more people when I lean into my authenticity, following my authenticity, following my intuition, even more people will be impacted. I loved this this final phrase that came into my mind towards the end was authenticity breeds impact. And that resonated with me so deeply. I always feel like I touch the most people when I'm being so 100% authentically me and showing up in the way that feels right for me in that moment. Authenticity breeds impact. That is what I want to start embodying. Not authenticity breeds scarcity, which I think is the, you know, the exact reverse of that. And so I want to take this even a step further because in past episodes, what I've done is laid out the new story and kind of stopped there. And I want to detail with these new beliefs, this new story that I'm starting to tell myself and my subconscious, what are the new patterns I also want to start to embody? Or how am I now going to integrate this subconscious interaction I've had through the Evox into my conscious daily life. This is something that is so, so important. Every client I work with, I'm almost always giving them a little take home activity or exercise they can do to now start to integrate this new information into their daily lives and create that change in their patterns. What I think is so profound about Evox is so often I'll have clients come back and say, I didn't do any of that and my patterns are still changing. So it's not necessary, but I think it makes the work and the progress so much quicker when we're being really intentional about integrating the epiphanies we're having and the new patterns we want to start to integrate. So for me, in relation to this, I need to spend some more time thinking about how it's going to look really clearly. But what I was thinking about is being so much more intentional about what goes into my day, aside from how many clients I see, which I've already been really clear with that. I see my three clients a day, but outside of those client sessions, I actually am realizing that I have a, I don't have a lot of structure. And when I first thought about creating structure, my initial response is kind of ickiness. Like, oh, I don't want to be constrained by the super rigid structure of what my day is going to look like every day. I'm very much someone who does like my days to be different, not just kind of the same prescribed thing over and over. And at the same time, realizing that that total lack of structure makes me feel a bit like I'm flailing. And so the new pattern that I want to start to integrate is having a broad structure for my day in the sense that I'm going to schedule creative content time. I'm going to schedule educational learning time. But what those might look like on any given day can be totally fluid. This is also what I do, for example, with my physical health and wellness. I never get prescriptive with, okay, I'm going to do this workout on this day and this workout on this day and eat this food this day. For me, they're very broad qualifications. So for me, it's really like I need to be doing something to support my emotional health every day. 
I need to be moving my body every day. But what each of those things looks like on any given day really depends on what do I feel like I'm needing most and also what do I feel like is within my capacity. And I think that helps us serve ourselves and meet ourselves where we're at on any given day because so often when we get really prescriptive or religious or dogmatic with our routines, when they're no longer serving us, we're sticking with them just because we think we should or just so that whatever, maybe we aren't perceived as lazy. So I have found that that works so well for me. And even now I'm re- I'm thinking to myself, why have I not brought that same format into the business of let me give myself some broad categories of things I want to check off each day, but what I pursue within those categories or how I pursue it can be really different. To get even more clear with what this might look like, just for anyone who's still, or who's a little bit more visual like me and likes to have a really clear example, what's coming to my mind right now is having certain categories. For example, each day I want to spend some time creating valuable information to share with the world. And so if today I'm feeling particularly inspired to write a blog post, that will be the way in which I create valuable information versus say you know, putting myself in this box of I need to create an Instagram post every single day. That is a form of creative outlet, but that may not be what's lighting me up today. So can I keep that creative outlet or that creative portal open So that if today that creativity is flowing through me in a blog post or a podcast or whatever other format, I can really show up in the way that's feeling most aligned and alight. And I think when we do that, the message is received so much differently as well. That's just my two cents, (laughs) but I do really feel like the authenticity, the genuine emotion and energy and intent behind any information that's being put out there is reflected in the way people receive it as well. Another example of keeping the categories a bit broader are maybe each day I'm going to spend a little bit of time working on a longer project, a project that can't be done in one day, something that I need to just chip away slowly at. And I think like so many of us business owners, we have multiple of these long-standing projects going on. But again, rather than forcing myself to say, this is the project you need to work on today, I can say, look, I need to spend whatever, 30 minutes on any of these five long-standing projects. Whichever one is lighting me up most today, I'm going to go for that. So that is the pattern that I'm going to play with to see if I can add in a bit of structure to my workday, but keeping it broad enough that it's not confining. I also want to just add in here at the end that something that really made a lot of things click in my mind for how to structure my business and work with it was looking into human design. And I actually have an interview with a human design expert on the podcast. I'll link it in the show notes below. It's something that resonates with me so much and has given me so much clarity. The disclaimer I'll say here is it may not be for everyone. And I don't talk about it a lot because I can't explain it. I don't know 
how it works or why. I just know that it has been a really powerful tool for me. And so I often don't share things that I I feel like I can't explain down to a T. Um, But I did want to add that in here because I think it's really relevant that looking into human design and understanding my human design has been incredibly impactful in supporting my business and my life in general. So that might be something, but if it doesn't resonate with you, then leave it. You don't need to take it. (laughs) So just a couple takeaway questions for you as the listener that can get you pondering a little bit are, do I have any emotional patterns that I can identify. Maybe the lethargy one is really resonating with you. Maybe it's not. Maybe there's a different emotional pattern that pops up. Could be depression. It could be anger. But taking a moment to tune in and go, yeah, are there any heavy emotions that come up that tend to be paralyzing or keep me stuck? And is there any cyclical nature to when these emotions are coming up? And if you're able to identify an emotional pattern, sit with it a little bit more. See if you can put yourself back in that moment when it comes up or if you're in the moment right now, which I hope you're not. But if you are tuning in a little bit deeper to what is the emotional pattern, what is it? And maybe starting with the question of, okay, if my subconscious is only trying to protect me, What is this emotion protecting me from? Just start there and see what comes up. And if you do find that you're getting some good information from those questions for yourself, I'd love to hear if you feel like sharing. All my socials are in the show notes below. Please reach out. I would love, love, love to hear from you guys. Okay, so with that Next week, I just wanted to announce that I have another guest interview going up. It is with Elise, the founder of Wabi Sabi Botanicals. It's an amazing, natural, essential oil-free skincare line. And we are talking all about why essential oils can be really volatile, particularly for individuals with sensitive skin. It's a wonderful episode. I love her products. So stay tuned for that and have an amazing weekend.